Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary here coming we to came, you live. We came in right on the music. Brad and I were engrossed. In, uh, yeah, y'all didn't like that long uh, music uh, that, that's, run. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy, for, uh, you know, maybe you need some, like, BBs in there. You just throw them at the glass and uh, we'll hear it. And, you know, we're as often Doug and I are having good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, we're glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, well, we've had a great uh, we've had a great week just digging into this book that we're working through called the Discipleship Gospel. Hey, we've gotten a couple of text messages and emails, and uh, uh, that some of you have bought the book. Curious if how far into it you are, and what do you think? Call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 SWAT. And by the way, if you are new to SWAT. We are a uh, men's uh, Bible study uh, that originated. Doug, is it ten years ago? So has it been ten years? Uh, twelve. Twelve years. Mm-hmm. So it started twelve years ago. Yes. That Bible study went to one. It was started as one study, then two, mm-hmm. then three, then four, then five, and then uh, about six, almost seven years ago, Doug mm-hmm. and I started to take it onto the airways. And uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and our our mission is to equip the men to advance the gospel. Mm. And uh, as we've been talking a lot over the summer is what is the gospel? Yeah, You know, if you ask 10 people, at least that's what uh, Greg Gilbert says. You ask 10 people who are evangelical what the gospel is, you're going to get 10 different definitions. Well, um, hey, you know, I was talking about AI yesterday in the new, um, the new uh, Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I, I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I, I want to go see it just because I have to tell you. Uh, after Top Gun, the the remake, you know, the second movie, I I I really have a lot of respect for Tom Cruise as an actor, right? And as a producer, he made a great film, which was uh, Top the second Top Gun, where he went in and, um, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking, you know. If this guy was as committed to Jesus as he was movies, you know, because he has this unbelievable commitment to the movie industry, to the storytelling, he calls Mm -hmm. it. I listened to a couple of interviews just to hear, you know, him share. And I pray for him because I really like the guy on a personal level. You know, I didn't like him for a long time. I thought he was really, he was kind of erratic. He did a lot of stuff that was just kind of erratic. But after that movie, you know, he gained my respect because he he really, the movie was very well made. It had a lot of good value stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even what he's done, you know, if you read a lot about him, he, apparently he has a, um, a really good reputation on the set for being a hard worker. <clears throat> yeah, he does all, his, a lot of his own stunts. Right. He's broken a couple of ankles. He's uh, he's a pilot. Ribs. Yeah, he's a, he and not just a pilot. He fly. He's got his own F fourteen. So multi engine rated, and, obviously, and and, and uh, jet. Ra- I mean, he'd go out there. And so anyway, uh, we were talking about 
the AI yesterday, and it just I was reading today where uh, there's a quote influencer. That's the big phrase now. Everybody wants to be an influencer <laughs> on whatever. Um, and uh, there's this lifestyle influencer who gets paid to give people advice about their anxiety created a AI clone of herself based upon her past recommendations. Like you and I were talking about yesterday, people can go on the internet and they can find out uh, basically they called her, her digital double. Hmm. And uh, now they're going to pay more <laughs> to get that. Uh, but it's weird kind of what we're going into uh, on Jim Dennison's forum today. He, he used the word Anthropocene. Have you ever heard that? Never. <clears throat> way, way above my pay grade. It, it's, it's a phase where humans, rather than natural phenomenon, are transforming the planet. In other words, not the weather, not the, you know, the, the different things that happen that God created, mm -hmm. but humans, not animals out there just reacting, but right. humans are creating that we can't create anything but anyway that's a great point i'll come back and talk about that idea so um but anyway uh they're focused on you know um changing the natural world to an industrialized technological advanced world and we're seeing the results of that if you go to walmart or you go to some of these stores you call in for support you don't talk to people. You don't. It, right. you, there's no people checking you out. You have to self check out. They monitor your self check out, but machines are doing it. Restaurants, um, the workforce is shrinking, and it's really wild to think about it that we've we're creating a utopia that's not a utopia at all. It's it's really a nightmare. It is. <laughs> you know, it was, it, talking about that, I. Uh, um, my, yeah, I think, you know, my brother, one, my brother lives in Austin, he and his wife, of course they bought a new house in Beaufort, South Carolina, but, uh, his wife, Robin sent a video to the family. And actually I think maybe even up on uh, Facebook and Doug, it's a video. He, uh, she and my brother are in their car driving yeah. behind two unmanned vehicles, two yeah. unmanned cars. Now. I know that's coming. I've heard about that, but I, but know, they're actual cars. They're, they're they, actually they there in Austin, and uh, like they even pulled up next to both of them. There is nobody in the front seat, and it's just that Isn't is that so weird? bizarre. They're probably getting ready for uh, driverless taxis. Oh, I'm sure that's a, that's a thing. You know, I mean, what what else would they be doing? I'm not totally sure. Isn't that weird? But you know, Doug, I I I've, so much of what, of course, I know you feel the same way, is that. You know, we can send people a link to a post or, a you know, we can send them to a website and all that I think can be beneficial. Yeah. Uh, we can even send them a link to someone else sharing the gospel mm -hmm. that may be effective. But I feel like there's nothing like you as an individual, as another human being engaging with somebody mm -hmm. because you love them enough to share the good news of the gospel yeah and i just feel like culturally um in our society 
I think people are going to grow weary of not engaging with people on a personal level. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, you stop and think even about how the COVID lockdowns affected the gathering of God's people. Hmm. And do you know that even now, right now, even as we sit here speaking, there's still churches that are not meeting. That's incredible. Isn't that hard to believe? It really is. Uh, It it just... um, it's it's hard because um to to grow in christ uh one we we have to uh live according to his word right would you agree with that absolutely all right uh the spirit uses the word to shape us and grow us and part of that process is the accountability of being around other people his people That's why we should forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And so it's just uh, all this technology. What think, think about what would have happened 40 years ago. The COVID lockdowns come. As soon as they're over, what are the people going to do? They're going to get together. Absolutely. But we're, we have this facade of getting spiritual nourishment from a podcast uh, or listening to great teaching, but there's no accountability built into that and community built into that. And as believers, you know, we we really need to hold on to this community that Christ said, my church is going to prevail. The gates of hell, gates are defensive. We are to be offensive mm-hmm. out there and taking back little square inches of of this world we live in uh, as where his kingdom reigns yeah and i think a lot of people have thrown their hands up you know and given up Mm -hmm. because the ultimate we know how the story ends Mm -hmm. we know this is going to be destroyed Mm -hmm. Uh, but we have breath we have life and breath here uh if god didn't want us here anymore it'd be really quick to take us out yes but we are here and we have a mission uh we have a mission to make disciples yeah we do um i don't know if you saw this you're talking about texas uh uh ten thousand more babies were born in texas after uh texas enacted the abortion ban back in september 2021 mm-hmm but what was interesting by the article written, this is in San Antonio. Uh, uh, it it referred, the study, <laughs> I'm quoting direct from the article, the study's findings highlight how abortion bans have real implications for birthing people. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. So many of these birthing people and their families were struggling before the recent births. Uh, this is going to, and they're talking that the article obviously is not for it, not that the media would ever be for it. But again, this whole idea of birthing people, that's insane. It is. It's just insanity. It is Romans one put out there for all to see. Um, I just thought that was funny. Uh, well, I, I mentioned to you as we were coming in, uh, about Jason Aldean's new music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you ought to go see it. Um, 
and I don't know where he, where Jason, I don't know him personally. Um, I don't even know if my son-in-law knows him. Um, but, uh, a lot of people know he was, I think he was on stage in Las Vegas when that mass shooter opened fire. Um, but he's got a new song that's called, uh, try that in a small town. Mm. And the video is very powerful. I won't read the lyrics because there's one, I think there's one kind of foul word. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the the left has gone completely crazy mm-hmm. um, calling it racist and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because you grew up in a, small, a semi-small town. Um, I grew up in a small town outside of a large town. Yeah. But you see what's happening in our society today. And uh, you can't even stand up and say, hey, that's bad. That's wrong. Crime is bad. Riots in the form they've been taking over the last three or four years mm-hmm. is bad. And he is just getting roasted. Now, you know, you have the old, whole other side of people who are supporting this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be curious if you to watch that well, video and well, see what you think about it. Well, the culture wars never stop. It doesn't. They just yeah. don't stop. But – we're grateful that we have God's word as our authority and uh, we're going to keep pressing on with it as our starting point and our authority. And matter of fact, if you're a guy listening and uh, we'd love for you to join us at the SWAT training day, August 5th, I'll have Brad uh, bring you up to date on that when we come back after the break. All right. Brad? Yeah. And you're welcome to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928. Give us a buzz. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Arlington at 91.7. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here hanging out. We're glad you're uh, hanging out with us. If you want to call 844-777-7928. Doug mentioned as we went into the break, uh, August 5th, uh, SWAT Training Day. 
Um, we need some skydivers. We need some skydivers, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna be playing golf. We're gonna be uh, shooting. We're going to be fishing, skydiving. Um, anyway, there's lots of great activity. Uh, more importantly, we're gonna gather around the Word of God. We're gonna study the Word together. We're gonna spend time in prayer. Doug, you usually we usually uh, take the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. Uh, do we not yes we do so we'll be doing that we'll be eating some good food and uh who's what's the food this year Uh, it's gonna be barbecue four rivers or uh probably four rivers come on now yeah Yeah, probably four rivers oh Uh, good good i'm looking forward to it listen if you want to uh you want to again i've said this before it's in a weekend deal this is a one day um from morning till evening and uh, it's a blast great time uh, reach out to Doug, Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. If you have an interest, uh, come join us. Yeah, you know, um, it's always a good time. And I was jo- I'm was i not really joking. I'd like to see more skydivers. Every year we have uh, two to four skydivers. Uh, we got one guy this year who's jumping in there, and uh, I'd love for you to uh, be a part and come skydive. It's fun. Uh, I've done it. Uh, Brad said he's done it. So, um, you know, we just, we'd love to have you come, but there's shooting, there's fishing, there's golfing, there's all kind of stuff. And, uh, we'll have three sessions, uh, three sessions, uh, teaching on an old Testament prophet. So, uh, I'd, I'd looking love, forward to yeah, it actually. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if I should, should I go ahead and read ahead? Should I maybe do a little studying before? Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, it'll be interesting, uh, for, I, I'm, I'm hoping people, um, will show up and uh and learn about that prophet i didn't know anything about that prophet until i started doing the study really i mean i've read him i've read through i've because i've read through the bible you know quite a few times and you read through it but when you really deep dive and start looking at context you go oh wow yeah i see how that fits in and this particular little book fits in with three or four other books in the old testament well that's so. the beauty of the word it, you you even brought that out on monday or tuesday when we were talking about shechem mm-hmm. you know what i mean when you start kind of connecting the dots um and i listen if you're spending time in the word that's awesome mm-hmm. even better is when you study the word yeah. and uh that it's not just a a, a, a box you check every day but it, that as you as you open god's word that you approach it in such a way that this is a gift we have in our hands mm-hmm. that god gave us his word and he's got uh just there's just so much meat in there mm, yeah there's uh, you know the word never stops revealing different facets as you read it and and you know you and i will read it until we die and we'll still be learning hopefully <laughs> you know uh, <clears throat> when we uh when we when we you know the day we're we take our last breath. I, yeah. hope, I hope the day I take my last breath is a day I'm still learning a new Bible. Amen. Story, you know? And it, it likely will. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. This um, week we're focusing on the gospel itself. What is the good news? Think about that question for a second. In your mind, when you hear the term gospel, how would you describe it? What would you say it is? Um, more importantly than what you would say it is, what does the Bible say it is? Mm-hmm. So often people 
make statements about God's word or about his truth that are more from their either tradition, their opinion, or their bad teaching experience than from what the Bible teaches. And uh, Brad and I this week have been kind of going through um, the whole idea of of this this kingdom gospel and what Jesus said. And we read yesterday and a couple of times over the last few weeks from Mark chapter 1 where it says he proclaimed the gospel talking about Jesus. And then it says he says – or, you know, he said, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if you look around in our culture, it's pretty bizarre what some people say about the gospel. Um, there's been a different message to quote what Paul says, you know, if you preach a different message than the one he originally preached, and I really don't believe people are doing it with ill intent, but I think they've been unwilling pawns by the enemy. And um, it, it's really replaced what I call biblical gospel preaching <clears throat> out there. Right. Um, and this isn't liberals that are doing this. Oh, no. no they, these are uh, – it, it's people that would a lot of times call themselves conservative evangelicals. Um in fact, there's people uh, that are saying, well, listen, um, when you go and you teach somebody about Jesus, you say this, 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 and this, and this, and you just tell them these four basically, uh, you know, um, propositions, these propositional truths, then you get them to pray, and mm-hmm. then you affirm that they're believers because they prayed that prayer. Yep. And you just don't see anything like that in Scripture. No, no. In fact, I was, uh, Doug, I was listening to a sermon by Paul Washer. Um, some of our listeners may know who Paul Washer is. He is oftentimes uh, a bit of a lightning bolt <laughs> in the church. But I, I just, he's, he's sound biblically, theologically. And he was sharing a similar uh, experience that he had with his son. His son came to him. And uh, basically, you know, appeared to say, Dad, I prayed to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad was like, you know, that's great, you know. And uh, he said, I want you to go meet with the elders. You know, I want you to go talk to the elders. And, uh, you know, because that's great news if you received Christ. You've surrendered to his lordship. Uh, but I want you to go talk to the elders and and he said, well, will you go with me? And Paul Washer said, no, I want you to go by yourself. Young teenager. Yeah. And I know the idea of probably meeting with a couple of elders as a young teenager might be a little intimidating. Yeah. But he's making a pretty pretty uh, strong uh, declaration in that I've surrendered to Jesus. Hmm. And uh, Paul Washer's point was most, most of us would just be ecstatic and immediately – lead that child in prayer mm-hmm. you know and i'm not saying he didn't do that but the reality is our our salvation should be affirmed not in a prayer that we've prayed or because of a prayer or because that, of a prayer yeah but that our life is and again to your point not perfection but direction that we understand what the gospel is well i i heard uh 
quote America's favorite pastor. I'm not even going to say oh, yeah. who it was, but you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Joe? Uh, yeah, yeah. I anyway, think that's what and, I go. And, and, I go and, and, by Joe. Anyway, he, <laughs> he just at the end of his message throws out a formula and and basically now this is the same guy who says he doesn't preach on sin. He won't preach on sin. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to focus on that one of focuses on the positive. And doesn't talk about trusting Christ. And, um, in fact, there's been lots of people like that out there and I've seen them on the mission field. That's, this is what's bad who were basically counseling believers when they're talking to unbelievers, not to talk about the kingship of Jesus, not to talk about submission or surrender to him, not to talk about, uh, turning from sin or obeying God, leave that out. They just focus on on the belief they say that those kind of things really don't have a place in the gospel message that's for later after someone truly believes and and so there's this focus on the intellectual aspect of or assent that jesus was the son of god jesus died on the cross jesus rose from the dead and those are elements that need to be part of it but it's more than just These people take away repentance, obedience, submission, because they don't want to turn people off. They want to make sure it's pragmatic in the Mm -hmm. way they do it. Um, And they talk about making decisions for Christ. Um, Really, Brad, when was the last time you heard a mass presentation that really challenged people to repent and follow Jesus, to turn and follow Jesus, yet isn't that what Jesus said? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go read Matthew and Mark, what we talked about, um, that's what he said. And so this whole series, we realize it might be rubbing some people, and we get that. Um, but, you know, you, you can't – if you look at the apostles, when they preached and people go, what do we do? Repent, repent, repent. It's – it's a change of mind that leads it's a change of mind that leads to a change in direction if it's just a change of mind that's not authentic in seeking god's power to turn you're not going to turn you're going to be the same person you were before you verbalize that prayer and and so when the bible talks about believing in jesus it means believing in all that he is not just in his saving aspect of the cross but also his kingship aspect it means confessing him yielding to him and to leave those things out brad is is to me gross negligence on the pair uh, on the part of anybody sharing the gospel i totally agree <clears throat> i was uh you're familiar with the book radical that david platt wrote many years ago this is a quote he says, radical obedience to Christ is not easy. It's not comfort, not health, not wealth, and not prosperity in this world. Radical obedience to Christ risks losing all these things. But in the end, such risk find, finds its reward in Christ, and he is more than enough for us. Mm-hmm. He is. If you take him for who yeah. he is well I, I know you've got some stuff we want to work through today and well, uh, well you know and i've said this before every 
believer is a disciple, but not every disciple is a believer. Amen. Because there yeah. were disciples that left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I know when we come back, again, this week we're kind of overviewing the gospel. I want to go to Isaiah 52 today to talk a little bit about what a Jewish person would have been thinking when they heard the word euangelion about, you know, the Messiah. Yeah. Well, and I was going to ask you, I think that's a interesting element I'd like to add when I start sharing the gospel is do you understand what that word means? Yeah, good news. Yeah, yeah. good news. Glad you joined us. We're going to take a quick break. 844-777-7928. Give us a call. Love to hear from you. We'll be right back. We live in a fallen world and all of us have been wounded in life. Lonnie Berger, author of Every Man a Warrior. Men, most of us hate to talk about emotions. In fact, many of us try to push our emotional hurts so deep that we can't remember where they are. The problem is that these wounds and the lies associated with them can explode when the wound is touched. This trigger mechanism causes us to lash out at the people we love and our woundedness tends to get passed on to our children. We need God's help to break this generational cycle. Being a man who meditates on the word and prays will see God over time exchange the lie from the wound with his truth. And that's when real healing begins. To learn more, text the letters TWR to 77222. Every Man a Warrior is a ministry of TWR. There's major delays because of emergency vehicles on the East Beltway on 295 northbound at the Dames Point Bridge blocking the right lane. Also, there's planned construction on US-1 Phillips Highway northbound beyond Butler Boulevard blocking the right lane. Mostly clear tonight, low 79, Thursday sunny and hot, high 99. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Just a couple of nobodies trying to tell everybody about that somebody who saved our soul. One of the lyrics he says in that first part of that song, he says, "Why he chose me, it's still a mystery." I'm, I'm, I just, I think I told you, I'm about to wrap up a book uh, by Spurgeon called "God Loves You," and uh, seems like a very simple statement. And uh, in, in the end of this book, he's talking about the fact that. Do you ever just sit back and think what a mystery it is that God chose you? Mm. And uh, I thought, wow, perfect timing for that song. But, somebody uh, somebody posted something on social media the other day, and I, I don't look at it a lot, but um, I saw this particular thing, and I was struck by it because it was this guy on a street corner just – pretty much celebrating that God chose him, all the things God had done for him. And I thought, how cool is this? This guy is just almost exploding with praise. Mm. And, he, and he's so 
joyful just talking about it like oh my gosh how he chose me i mean god really do you know what you're doing you know i mean just kind of i'm so thankful that you would choose me he was just overcome with joy and i find that the world that you and i live in here most of the time is a world where we complain about everything instead of focusing and that's why you know guilty uh, by the way yeah first this four yeah rejoice always always, pray constantly yeah Give thanks in all things. In all things. I mean, to do those things, it is hard to do, but we need to be reminded. That's why we need fellowship. That's why we need accountability to remind us that he chose us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he chose you, Brad. He chose me. Uh, Jeremy chose you. I mean, he chose us to be his representatives in the world, in the universe, I mean, that, that is an amazing thing that of all the people he could have chose, and he didn't choose everyone. He, he did didn't. not. The <clears throat> you Bible's and I, clear. And you and I were talking about this yesterday when we went off the air where I heard a pastor recently say that God loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, that you know, you, you had some good points to make on that statement. <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, I mean, because... Um, Scripture that, says he didn't love everyone. Well, really. it, it, yeah, I mean... it. When you, when you think about, I think one of the things we do as believers, a lot of times we get swept up into uh, this emotionalism of platitudes and saying things that make people feel better or we, you know, uh, and what we end up evolving to out of that is a lady like who was on an airplane. Oh my God would never send anybody to hell Mm -hmm. because he's a God of love. He loves everyone. Uh, well, that's a universal universalist way of thinking, right? And uh, and believe it or not, it's more prevalent than you think out there. Oh yeah, <clears throat> no no doubt about that. And so when we when we think about, uh, does God really love everyone? Uh, in in a general way, uh, maybe. Um, but does He love everyone in the same way? Um, do just look at uh, the way you treat your kid. Do you treat your kids different than you do people that aren't your kids? I do. Why is that? <clears throat> they're <laughs> yeah. mine. They're they're mine to steward over. the 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 other ones are not. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of just a lot of love for those kids of mine. Well, and it's a different love, right? I mean, it it, it is a different relationship than you have with people um, that aren't your children. Why mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. It's a special relationship. Yeah. And so God, I, I would say this, that there, at the very least, there's a different love for his children than those who are not his children. Yeah. Right? Well, you, we, even, <clears throat> we talked about the fact that <clears throat> even common grace, the common grace that every human being experiences on this earth hmm. is a demonstration of God's love for mankind yeah <clears throat> well but, if you, but the love he has individually intimately is not universal well we we talked about it uh yesterday god's love for if you if you refer to when you when you say does god lo- god loves everyone and maybe this is what your pastor meant if you're referring to the common grace love of like he causes you know the sun to rise on 
the right. evil and the good, right? Mm-hmm. He sends rain on the just and mm-hmm. the unjust. That is just his mercy yeah. that he doesn't wipe everybody out yeah. at once. So in that sense, yes, his his uh, love is there in that sense. It's also there in the sense that the opportunity to repent is extended to everyone. Mm-hmm. Would you? I mean, the yes. opportunity uh, yeah. is there. <clears throat> yeah. He's patient. His character is not wanting anyone to perish, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that is a like a general call to him. And but it doesn't mean that he loves everyone the same way. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to be saved. He's not going to ignore sin, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Of those who willfully reject him, that um, that fail to receive the mercy that he offers through Jesus. Uh, and that is not extended to everyone. Uh, you know, that, that, that mercy that he gives and is he wrong for not extending mercy to one person when he extends it to another? No, then it wouldn't be mercy. Right. Because you can't make demands on mercy. Mm-hmm. Mercy's not obligatory. <clears throat> Otherwise it's not merciful. Um, so he he does show a general mercy to all people um but you know it's uh it's just different i don't know so you can get going back and forth sometimes it becomes semantical but um i want <clears throat> you've made me want to go uh, find this guy on facebook <laughs> that is praising god oh yeah by the reality that he's been chosen yes and you know i wonder I know we've talked about it here on the air that uh, uh, when we talk about prayer, what does prayer look like in your life? We've used the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, A is beginning with adoration. You think about, think about your grandsons or my grandsons or grandkids, you know, how you adore them. You know, if you ask me, hey, tell me about Graham or, you know, Isaac, you know, it's just words would just begin to flow out of my mouth because I adore those little kiddos, you know, and that's the word adoration. Do what do you say about God? Who, how do you describe the God of the universe? The God who chose you? What does that conversation look like? Hmm. And of course, then we talk about confession. The C is confession. Yeah. It's I, when people ask me that question, I try to go, to the fact that God has a specific love for his people that is not in the same way that he loves everybody else. Yeah, not universal. It's not a universal love. But that doesn't mean that people don't have the opportunity to receive his mercy. Well, even uh, that is love. Yeah. Is that he extends that to all mankind. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, because, you know, there's verses, if you go back and look in the Old Testament, that says that God takes no pleasure in destruction and the punishment of people, uh, the wicked, you know. Um, but, again, he has a specific love for his people. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. it. I think a lot of times people will use those kind of questions or things to build straw arguments against God and that he's a loving God and that he's because he should love everybody the same. And then they 
try to I, I, a good place to go is Romans nine. I think <laughs> Romans nine is a great passage for dealing with those kind of issues. I think um, I was thinking of Romans one twenty mm-hmm. uh, for his invisible attributes, yeah. namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen Mm -hmm. so that men are without excuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we are going to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, but even if the, which it won't, but his divine nature, his attributes have been seen. Yeah. Uh, We know there's a God. Yeah. It's just, but to say that he loves everyone the same, um, that just basically would be universalism almost correct that so uh, there there's a common love and uh, then there's his what i call his elect love or the love for his children um and it's hard to reconcile that to be honest with you it i is. mean it, it's because because yeah. you're talking about election and you're talking if we're just being honest um his love for creation his love for everything is sometimes hard to reconcile with that that's one of those questions that I hope we'll get answered when we get up Well, there. it's like that song we just yeah. came in on. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he chose me is still a mystery. Yeah. It is a mystery. It is. It is. Well, hey, over in um, uh, Isaiah 52, 7, that's the quote Paul gives from Romans 10 when he says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news. And the Septuagint, which is the Greek Old Testament uh, that term good news there is euangelion, which we translate good news in the New Testament in the Greek. But then it defines it there. Who publishes peace, who brings euangelion of happiness <laughs> or joy, and who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. And so if you look at those elements, peace Okay, joy, salvation, which is redemption, and then your God reigns. Those are the elements of the gospel mm. there. <clears throat> that uh, peace, forgiveness of sin, because without it, we're we're not at peace with God. Right, right. Joy that comes from having your sins forgiven, yeah. uh, and then the salvation is we're saved, not just yeah. here now, but forever. Yeah, secure. Yeah, secure. Hey, we're gonna take one more break. Call us this afternoon. Eight four four. We'll be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, Palm Coast listens at 91.9. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. Uh, last segment, call us 844-777-7928. I'm, I'm sure there are people listening, Doug, that some of the things we've been talking about may be uh, foreign, uh, maybe challenging, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're totally game to take those calls. Um, like I said, we can't necessarily explain it all. Um, it's a mystery yeah. in, in some ways. And I Boy, I love that Isaiah 52, um, verse 7 that you mentioned there. I was thinking, how how beautiful, and of course, uh, quoted again in Romans 10, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Mm-hmm. Boy, <laughs> that, that, that sometimes I don't have the prettiest feet, mm. you know? And I think it's a great challenge to those of us who claim to know Christ, have been chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, what... Are, are we do we have pretty feet do we have beautiful feet you know and yeah. uh yeah i um I, I read that passage so many times growing up in fact it was one of the ones memorized you know um you know um and didn't really ever connect it to isaiah until i went to, started going to israel and trying to understand what a jewish person would have understood and Back then, the term euangelion was not a spiritual term. And so it's interesting to me that that's what the writers used in the New Testament. You know, Luke used it and other people, Paul. But it, it was a term that was used by a representative um, who was going to announce that, one, a new emperor was born, two, an emperor had won a great military victory or three uh, uh, emperor was coronated. Those were the only three times that that term was used. The Euang- They would stand up on a little block in the square of the city and go, Euangelion, Euangelion, Euangelion. And people would gather. Yeah. And they would make that proclamation. And one of those three things, uh, emperor was born, new emperor was born. A new emperor was coronated or an emperor had won a great military victory. And that was the term. And so for us today to, to hear that, you know, that term that Paul says, how beautiful are the feet. He's quoting from Isaiah 52, which it is that term. And he tells us those aspects are peace, which there is no peace without forgiveness of sin. There's joy. There is no joy without forgiveness of sin. There's uh, salvation. There is no salvation without forgiveness of sin. But then the fourth thing is your God reigns. It's not just about the sin. It's about his reigning, his kingship. Those two things go together. And for a long time, Brad, I never had those two things tied in. Mm. And that's what they do in this book. That's one reason I like the book is because they bring that out. And it's absolutely, I think, ridiculous to tell people that it's a work to teach people that when Christ redeems you, you come under his authority. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely absurd to think that you don't come under his authority as one of his subjects 
You know, <clears throat> in fact, Paul uses the language. He said he bought you. Well, what does that mean? That means he owns you. But that you don't hear that a lot. You hear a lot about the freedom out there, and people mistakenly think I I can do whatever I want anytime I want. And Paul even talks about that. He didn't save us for licentiousness. He didn't save us to just go do what we want to hmm. do. He saved us as a people to go be with him, proclaiming the kingdom is here and now. First Peter three nine. That we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness. Yes. And then the light, you know, we've been talking a lot just over the last few weeks, you know, kind of about the modern day gospel that says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. I love this. Therefore, follow these steps and you can be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, the biblical gospel says you're an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. You are dead in your sins and in your present state of rebellion, you're not even able to see that you need life, mm-hmm. much less to cause yourself to come to life. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about being dead. Dead people don't just come to life on their own. Dead people don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead. Therefore, you are radically dependent on God to do something in your life that you could never do. Mm-hmm. And when you are saved, when, when he does do that work in you, mm-hmm. you're his. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go back to that Isaiah passage, uh, it's it's talking about bringing the news, right? And and, um, when you look at that, um, that the the first thing you got to really keep in mind is that this the messenger is he's coming he's bringing news of messiah there i mean that that's a messianic passage that, mm-hmm. that's just not talking about you know some random guy bringing good news they're talking about the messiah um the second thing is that you got to keep in mind that there are people who are looking for redemption to hear mm-hmm. that message right mm-hmm. i mean most people, well, because it had been pointing that direction, right? Yes. I mean, we you, you referenced uh, Genesis three, yeah, earlier this week, um, about the the fact that uh, verse fifteen, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his feet. Yeah. And speaking of a future crushing mm-hmm. that's going to happen, that's part of that good news that the Old Testament is pointing to, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think when we, the world we live in right now is um, m- most people don't aren't looking for a Messiah. I mean, reality, were you looking for a Messiah? No, I was not. I mean, like w- w- most people don't even know what the word Messiah means. They're certainly not looking for a king to reign over them. They're they're, they're looking uh, to get out of a jam. You get out of consequences. Um, well, again, back to the reference of you're dead and you're sent. You're, you're dead. I mean, dead people aren't looking. They're not for life. They're dead. So the fact that we see Jesus, the fact that we desire Jesus, and the fact that we then walk with Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit, we can't take credit for that. It's all His work in us 
For by grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship to go do the things he created for us to do before what the foundation of the world was began. I mean, that that text right there in Ephesians to me says it all. And so when we think about the kingdom of God, uh, as as believers who are going to carry a message to other believers, the first question we need to ask as we go out, and th- this is not an excuse to say, well, I'm not prepared to go talk about Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, you're prepared to go talk about Jesus. <coughs> you may not do it perfectly. And again, we're not telling people to go do it perfectly. We're just saying, let's let's try to be biblically accurate to what Jesus proclaimed. He proclaimed the kingdom of God. He said, repent. He said, believe in the gospel. And he said, follow me, follow Jesus. And so that's just a very different message than we're hearing. And what does it mean to believe the gospel? That's what we're looking at this week and next week and the week after. And as we look at that component specifically, we're going to look at suffering and death next week and how that message is often even left out. Brad, I've been in church on a Easter Sunday where the cross wasn't even mentioned. Now, how do you have an Easter Sunday message and not even mention the cross? Uh, it's offensive. Some people won't preach about the cross because it's offensive. Because mm-hmm. to preach about the cross, you got to preach about sin. Yeah. Preach about sin, you got to get in people's business. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, somebody's going to be offended. Yeah, they are. Well, what do you mean? I, I just, I want to be a better person. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better, uh, you know, parent, I want to be a better child, I want to be a better employee, whatever. A lot of sermons have to deal with those kind of things and not dealing with the sin issue. Like that one pastor said we mentioned earlier, he won't preach on sin because it's offensive. And that's kind of where we've come to where Second Timothy calls it, people want to have their ears tickled. So, hey, hey, uh, tomorrow, I wanted to let our listeners know, I know we only got a couple of minutes left, Uh, we're going to have Mark Holcomb, um, who's going to be our guest tomorrow, and um, he is uh, a representative of the uh, Colson cohort here in Jacksonville. They're they're a um, volunteer, um, kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know what to call it as far as education. It's it's just a, um, it's called a cohort where they get together and they study. But you have to commit to it. It's like a ten month commitment. And Admiral uh, Stephen Eastberg, uh, both of them went through it. They run the volunteer program here to go through the Colson Fellowship Program. He's a former F eighteen pilot, so I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs> you will be. Uh, uh, anyway, um, Mark Holcomb and Stephen Eastberg, uh, Admiral Eastberg, will be my guests tomorrow on the radio, and um, I hope you'll tune in. Uh, it, it might be something worth telling your men's leader or even your or any business friends of yours. There's a lot of local businessmen have gone through this training, and I think it'd be worthwhile for you to tune in and listen to what they have to share about it because it. It's pretty intensive, but boy, it helps with your worldview. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. Looking forward to I'll be tuning in. Yeah. I hope you can join us again. If you want to join us on August 5th for the SWAT training day, 
Uh, send Doug an email, Doug at SWATradio.com. Glad you tuned in today. As Doug mentioned, he'll be back tomorrow. And then I'll be back in on Friday with a good friend of mine, Aaron Pina, coming in. And uh, Aaron's got a great testimony. Looking forward to everyone hearing that. So uh, until then, grace, brother. Yeah, grace and peace. See you uh, tomorrow.